back to you in my hometown so we can call it even tis the damn season you asked for it and so we're gonna do it we've already done an episode on taylor swift folklore is our second episode we ever did and then she had to go and win the grammy for album of the year <laughs> and then she had well actually before that she had to go and release the sister album an entire album called evermore uh so we're doing another episode on taylor swift shake it off haters welcome to pop culture catechism conversations about music movies and the longings of the human heart let's get started why do some relationships last and are so life-giving and then other relationships just struggle and struggle and ultimately fail how do you deal with that heartbreak after it's happened how do you move on are you a new person are you still the same person and how do i find hope amidst the pain of my present situation that i'm going through all of these things are things that are covered in taylor swift's album evermore which came out in december surprise of 2020 yeah. just a few months after she had released her previous album uh, folklore over the summer of 2020. And we're going to talk about them today. I'm super excited for this episode. My name is Mike Tenney. I'm the host of Pop Culture Catechism. I'm a Catholic speaker and worship leader. I spent over a decade in Catholic education teaching high school Catholic theology and also trying to make it big as a rock star by night, which to <laughs> totally happened, by the way. It didn't happen. Uh, but I love having deep conversations with people about music and movies and just life and the, the big questions of what, what's it all mean and what, what is the meaning of life. So I'm very happy today to have Lauren Strauss with us from another Awaken Catholic show, uh, Quarantine. She is a youth minister and uh, she also coordinates our events here at Awaken Catholic. Yeah, I do. Thanks for having me, Mike. My pleasure. Um, so before we get too much into it, uh, I want to tell you a little bit about Awaken Catholic. Awaken Catholic is a Catholic nonprofit media company. We want to spread the gospel far and wide across the interwebs, uh, reach people where they aren't being reached with the love of Christ. And so we want to invite you to become a part of that mission. So go to awakencatholic.org slash donate. And if you make a monthly donation, you can become part of what we call the Awaken Nation. Um, and that helps everything that you see here happen. It keeps the lights on, keeps the camera running, uh, pays the staff, feeds my children, all of those things you can help do. So uh, I encourage you to, uh, you know, some of your donations, some of your tithe, if you could earmark some of that for Awaken Catholic, we would really appreciate that. Uh, we get messages all the time from people who watch our videos or come to our events, and they've been touched by, by the work that is happening here. Um, so if you want to be a part of that, if you want to partner with us, uh, please, please go to awakencatholic.org slash donate. Uh, you can also connect with the Awaken community by going to the App Store, the either the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and downloading the Awaken app. You can also go to the awakenapp.io to download it. And it's an online community of Catholics, people who are seeking the truth, uh, trying to find beauty in the world, trying to find a less toxic place than a lot of social media is to discuss mm -hmm. what's going on in life and just find support for going through this crazy world. And you can talk to show hosts like me and Lauren on there. You can give us uh, recommendations, ideas for shows, or just talk with us about episodes that we've done and different topics and just what's going on in life. It's a, it's a, a really cool developing community and it's growing every day. So go, go ahead and download the Awaken Catholic app if you have not already. I want to tell you about one more app called Hallow. Um, 
if you don't know what hallow is, it is a great way to jumpstart your prayer life. If you're like me and you struggle to make prayer a priority sometimes and life just gets in the way, hallow is a great way to help you do that. It has the rosary. It has Lexio Divina, scripture meditations. It has a daily examine. Which, uh, that's what I like to use it for. Um, it has the Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz, which is, was one of the biggest podcasts in the Uh, in the nation right now. Uh, So you can get all that through the Halo app and you can get a free month of the premium version through Awaken. If you go to halo.app slash Awaken, you get a free month of the premium in that. If you sign up for that through our link, it also helps us out and helps the show. And of course, just in the small ways you can help support the show is just like, subscribe, go on YouTube and subscribe, hit that little bell, go on uh, your podcast app and give us a five-star rating, write a review. If you know someone who's a Taylor Swift stan or just likes music or just is interested in these topics, send them a text, say, hey, I think you'd be interested in this episode. So all that stuff helps us out and let us know what you think in the comments. We're so happy you're here and I am very happy to be here. With Lauren. Yes. Lauren, I, I, well. gave, I gave a little intro about who you are, but tell us tell us a little bit more about who you are and what, what's your, what are you up to? What's your deal? What is my deal? Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's see. So I uh, graduated from Bowling Green State University. Mm-hmm. Um, my major was tourism, hospitality, and event management. Mm. Um, so I've been really interested in events. Never thought I would become a youth minister. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I always have loved marine biology and sharks and (laughs) um, aquariums. And uh, I always thought that I would be an event planner at an aquarium, which someday I still might, but um, yeah, it's, it's very fun. So um, yeah, but I ended up here kind of just was working um, for focus, uh, the fellowship, the fellowship of Catholic university students. Mm -hmm. Um, I interned for them. Awesome Um, organization. Shout out to focus. Shout out to them. Um, Mm -hmm. I was working for them in Colorado and I was just really feeling a stronger call to work for the church in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And I was, as I was discerning different jobs and stuff, I just kind of was led here and mm-hmm. that's where I ended up. And so, yeah, I'm originally from Cleveland, Ohio. Nice. Um, and back in Bowling Green, work in Perrysburg at St. Rose. Nice. Um, so yeah. Very cool. Jesus got you. Jesus got me. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll do that. It's funny how he does that. I, I, my, right. my undergraduate degree at Catholic U was <laughs> in English and secondary ed. Um, and then I ended up teaching theology for 14 years. Right. <laughs> so, you never know. You yeah. really don't. <laughs> Sometimes he just, he just gets you, you know, and he, right. he changes everything, wrecks everything. So um, I used to do a, a youth camp uh, in Washington, D.C. And our slogan one year was like, don't, can't, don't come if you don't want God to wreck your life. Right. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> you don't want your life changed. So don't true. even come. So uh, we're talking about Taylor Swift's follow up to Folklore, which won album of the year this year. Third time she's won album of the year. And she then she followed it up with Evermore. Um, and it's her ninth studio album. And it's her third studio album in like the last year and a half. It, yeah. Because <laughs> like people forget there was this album Lover, which happened in 2019. And then like just a little more than a year later, like she's released three albums in a crazy short amount of time. With a crazy amount of songs yeah, on each a, of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then she's also re-recording her old songs. Right. And releasing them too. Exactly. So we yeah. were going to release this episode in like January because mm-hmm. it came out in December. Yep. And I was in DC and I was like, we got to talk about it right now. So you were going to come in, you were going to host and I was going to zoom in. Yeah. Yeah. But then. And then I had COVID. You got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. Um, I'm glad to be in studio with you too. It's yeah. really great. So. And so I was like, ah, we'll put it off. And then at some point I was just like. Taylor Swift is going crazy right now. She's releasing stuff like every two weeks. She's going to be relevant for a while. We can wait to do Might the as well episode. Hold off, yeah. So I'm glad to be here with you in person. Absolutely. And I don't know when we're going to release this, but um, anyway, hopefully you enjoyed. Hopefully people are still talking about Taylor Swift. Um, 
so uh you're you probably are are, are uh too young to to know this or remember this but in the early 90s Guns N' Roses, you're familiar with yeah, Guns yeah. N' Roses. So they put out two albums back to back. Okay. And it was called they called it Use Your Illusion 1 and Use Your Illusion 2. And I heard somebody call these albums Use Your Seclusion 1 <laughs> and Use Your Seclusion 2. <laughs> I think it was in a New York Times like, <laughs> that's hilarious. <"Review?"> yeah. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's just it, these two albums just packed full of just like introspection on life and it's deep too. It's deep super stuff. Deep. Yeah. And folklore was like pretty sad. Yeah. And then this album, people were like, oh, she's, you know, the, the artwork was like very, very happy. And they thought, oh, maybe she's getting married. Maybe this is a surprise <laughs> engagement. This is and, the one. This is it. And then this album is like way darker, I think. It, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the color, like with the album cover, like the, mm-hmm. the colors change. Can we and- throw some pictures up there? That's why I wore my flannel today because I kind of match. See? Oh, you do. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I, um, I that's great commitment. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, it's so different from the other one. I mean, mm-hmm. the other one was like black and white and you think that, you know, wow, this is a new tailor and mm-hmm. this seems a lot deeper. And then she released this one. And you're like, that was nothing compared to this yeah, one. Like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And this is, um, I feel like this is a little more experimental in some places. It's a, it's a little more broad. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there's some stuff that would sound fine on earlier Taylor Swift's albums. Like yeah. long story short, I feel like uh-huh. that could be on any oh, yeah. album I feel like of hers. Um, but she has two songs and I, I don't know how much music theory, you know, but there's, um, there's two songs that are counted in five, which is very unusual for music. Like music is either one, two, three, four, mm-hmm. one, two, or one, two, three, one, two, three, one. But she has a song that's in five. Tolerate It and Closure mm-hmm. are both in five. Interesting. And it's a really we- when you listen to those songs, like count count to five, and it, it's it's weird. It's hard. To, it's hard it, to get in the groove. Yeah. Um, and like that's not something you do on a pop record. You don't no. make songs in five. It's like <laughs> all my all my music nerd friends when this album came out, they're like Taylor Swift is doing songs in five four. <laughs> um, anyway, we we geeked out about that for a little yeah. bit. Um, now, when I first asked you to 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 be on this episode with me, um, you were you were a little hesitant, right? I was, yeah. <laughs> okay, because you're not a huge Taylor Swift fan, right? Right. So yeah. Tell me, tell me tell me about your I'm not your, a Swifty as people would say. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about your your moderate ad- admiration for. Taylor Swift. Right. So okay. I, when I was like first listening to Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. I appreciated her country. Like I, I love country music. And so when she started the Taylor Swift album and then like, as she kept going with, um, speak now mm-hmm. and what was it? Fearless. The yeah. other ones. Um, and then it was like when red came out in 1989, like that was all shift. Uh-huh. And I, was, I liked those. Those are yeah. some of my favorite albums. Uh-huh. Um, I do miss country Taylor. I mean, mm-hmm. country Taylor was, me too. It was great. Yeah. Um, but then she moved into, yeah, red and, um, then, uh, 1989 and I liked those and then it moved into, um, what was yeah, it? Reputation. reputation. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I was like, uh, I, like that's when it yeah. kind of started getting a little more like, like all, shaky for all me. hip hop. And she's doing, yeah, I was like with, with future. And <laughs> I was yeah. like, what happened to like, innocent like mm-hmm. country taylor yeah. um so then it moved reputation that's like kind of when i was like not as yeah into mm-hmm. it and then lover came out and i was listening the thing with that too is i don't always listen to full albums yeah. like some uh-huh. people like that's their thing yep. you listen mm-hmm. to someone you like you listen to the entire album yeah. and i will do that yeah. i do do that <laughs> but 
if it's something that I like, just don't have a super like large passion for, then I'm not, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. everyone's like, you gotta listen to this album. And it's like, okay. But if there's certain songs and I'm like, eh, like I don't feel like listening to the whole yep. thing. And mean. so lover came out and I don't think I listened to the whole thing, but I did mm-hmm. like songs from lover. Yeah, there's some good songs. Um, and then I remember when folklore came out cause it was my birthday. Oh. We were on vacation at the beach. Um, it was with my family and so my cousin my brother and I are in um a room together and it was like midnight we're in like bunk beds and we're like let's listen to the folklore album and we play the one Mm -hmm. and we were like what is going on like it was so we were so thrown off and then we're like "Ooh, explicit (laughs) like explicit taylor warning there is this album also has some explicit language so i don't don't think this one's a little Worse, I feel like. Yeah, with it is ex- a little worse. Yeah, so yeah. There, there will be some lyrics we discuss that have some have some, yeah. some strong language. So you might not be one to. This might not be an episode to listen to with the kids around. Uh, not that we're going to yeah. be dropping f bombs all over the place, right. but um, just be yeah. warned before. But when we so. played the one, it was like one word. I don't mm-hmm. know if they, she said like "damn" or something, and mm-hmm. we were like "ooh, explicit." Like mm-hmm. I don't know, it was just funny. We yeah. just weren't expecting that, but. We started playing, like, we were shuffling a couple songs, and then, I don't know, we I think we made it through, like, three songs, and we were like, these all sound the same. <laughs> we were like, and so, yeah, then Evermore came out, and my, I remember my brother and I were in the car, we were driving somewhere, we had enough time, and so we started listening to Evermore, and we got through some, and we liked, we were like, okay, the first one, you know, Willow, Willow. we were like, okay, we like Willow. It's a bop. It is a bop, yeah. yeah. And then we got to Champagne them. Problems, and we were like, okay like not sure and then we got to gold rush and we're like uh-huh. like uh-huh. and then we kept going and we're like Ugh. like it, we kind of like progressively <laughs> just kept like shuffling through and we're like, like it's real sad real quick. we would listen to like a little part of it and then we're like yeah like i don't know and then after a while we just kept like skipping songs and we're mm-hmm. like i think we're done for the day like, yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> so that's kind of my journey through taylor swift i and guess then, but and then i asked you to and Talk then you asked me, and I was like, oh, man, like, I really got to listen to Evermore now. Uh-huh. So. so now now having had some time with it, have your feelings changed? I Yeah, I think I've had more appreciation because a lot of times when I listen to albums, I don't always just sit with lyrics. Like, I'll yeah. listen to the song, and it's, like, how it sounds, the tune. Mm-hmm. Um, but people are like, you really got to listen to the lyrics and what's mm-hmm. behind it, especially with Taylor Swift because she is, like— The lyrics. The lyrics where are where it's at, at. yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And I remember li- when I was listening to your other podcast with Folklore, I think mm-hmm. you guys mentioned something about how she's not, like, the greatest singer. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she's really not, but— mm-hmm. Honestly, like she has a an amazing range mm-hmm. in her voice, and she can go deep, she can go high, she yeah. can, you know, all in between. She, she uses her instrument well. Yes, yeah, yeah. and uh-huh. lyrically is unbelievable. Like I can't even imagine. Yeah. I mean, she's really the amount of albums she's released, mm-hmm. and yeah. she's, she's she an writes, incredible storyteller. You know, yeah. she writes all her songs pretty much herself, mm-hmm. right? And so, yeah. it's just unbelievable how yeah. she can do that. I yeah. can't even fathom. So, mm-hmm. so uh, and I feel like this album is the perfect marriage of Tennessee Taylor, which is kind of like the country Taylor. There are countryish feels and in here. And then yeah. New York Taylor, which mm-hmm. is like red 1989 yep. blank space. And then like, this is in reputation. And then this is LA Taylor. Like she's, uh-huh. she's in the community of songwriters, you know, in a room grinding out lyrics. And it's, yeah. it's like the perfect marriage of, of, of all of those. So if you've, if you've ever liked any Taylor Swift, I think, I think you'll like Evermore because there's something for, right. for every, every, every type of there Taylor is. Swift uh-huh. fan on there. So, um, let, so we talked to kind of artistically about, about the album, which has, has a very similar kind of palette to folklore. They're using a lot of the same it instruments does. and instrumentation. Yeah. Um, but then there's, there's times that break free from that. 
Um, but let's let's go ahead and dive into some of the themes. Okay. Um, and uh, Willow's the first song on the uh-huh. album. Did you? Uh, there, I didn't find a whole lot real real deep in this. Did you? Did you find some some meaning in this one? Yeah, um, I did. So when I listened to it, um, the let's th- part let's throw those lyrics up there. Yeah. So I think the one guitar is a mouse pad here. (laughs) I think the lyrics that I, yeah, they're on. Okay. So I wrote down wherever you stray, I follow. I'm begging for you to take my hand, wreck my plans anywhere else is hollow. Mm. Um, and that's the point. That's, those are the lyrics that I picked out Mm -hmm. specifically. And, um, you know, the overarching thing is that it seems like, you know, she's falling for someone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the other part that I took out of this immediately that I connected to this was God's will to be done. Mm. Okay. And tell, because tell me. I'm interested. In yeah. So I was thinking <laughs> um, like wherever you stray, I follow. Um, I'm begging for you to take my hand, wreck my plans and anywhere else is hollow. So the specifically for you to take my hand, wreck my plans, anywhere else is hollow. That's like what we were just talking about. We were just talking about this before the show. Yeah, yeah. literally before we aired, we were just talking about this. And yeah. it's like, there's so many times, um, I don't know, like, we can follow our own path in life. Mm-hmm. So many, like, we can, obviously that's our free will, right? We yeah. have that choice to make mm-hmm. our own our own life and our own choices and whatever else. But ultimately, like, it's, we need to follow what God wants for us because he created us and we mm-hmm. we are called to to um follow his his plan for us like that's doing things on our own is not going to lead us down a very good path and so i there's so many times that i find myself like i don't know what i'm doing anymore and like i can't do this alone right and so i just want him to like take my hand and literally wreck my life like and that's we were just yeah like if you go you were saying you know if you go on a retreat or something like be prepared to be wrecked by yeah, God. And so do some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like when we're at our lowest point in life, sometimes you just are like, okay, like I give up. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's something bigger than you that you realize that, mm-hmm. you know, you just need. And so um, yeah, for there's sometimes like if you're on your knees praying or you just don't know what the next step is in your life, mm-hmm. um, you beg for someone, you know, you beg for God to take your hand and to just completely wreck your life because mm-hmm. you need to just be transformed. And then anywhere else is hollow. That's the point that like yeah. you can be into drinking, drugs, uh, sex. You can mm-hmm. do all those things that you think fulfill you, mm-hmm. but those things only fulfill you in that moment. Yeah. And you'll be empty very soon. You're going to be empty very soon. You're going to be hollow. Mm-hmm. And it's the, it's the woman at the well who yeah. Jesus says, you know, you can get this water, but you're going to be thirsty. But you're going to be thirsty. But I yep. can give you living water. Yeah, I, where you would never have to come mm-hmm. back here, mm-hmm. um, and she's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, I think, I think you're right. That's and it is, it is part of Catholic teaching that in, in like even a, even in a romantic relationship, in a right. good healthy romantic relationship, especially a good healthy marriage, we do glimpse like the love of God. Yeah, you know, and a husband and wife are meant to be the reflection of God's love for one another, and yeah. the Bible's full of of spousal imagery with Christ as the bridegroom and you know the the end the end of the bible and the book of revelation when uh heaven and earth come together it's described as like wedding night sex basically like it yeah. says the heavenly jerusalem comes down right. adorned as a bride for her husband right. and uh, like on the wedding day so like there is that connection in scripture of 
like the 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 romantic passionate love like it is um when when it's healthy mm-hmm. it is of god and it gives us a glimpse of god and of god's love right and i think she's tapping into some of that there like something yeah, in her yeah. soul like i don't know her, her religious beliefs or whatever right. but there's something in her soul that in this relationship is glimpsing eternity that like yeah. there's there's a Absolutely. hollowness that is only filled by love mm-hmm. and r- like good relationship um and I think the first place a lot of people glimpse that is in a good, healthy, romantic relationship. Mm-hmm. I want to talk just just briefly about Champagne Problems. Okay. Uh, because Champagne Problems, it's kind of like this story of there's this guy and they've been dating and then he proposes in front of everybody and he had already told his family uh, and your sister has this bottle of champagne mm-hmm. and everybody's there. And then she says, Nope, no. I'm not going to marry you. <laughs> yeah. Now no one's celebrating. It's, it's kind of this, this interesting uh, story. And like I said, a lot of people were expecting this album to be like, surprise, I'm engaged, surprise, I'm married. And instead you have songs about um, broken engagements, broken marriages, um, you know, just heartbreak. Broken or, you mentally. Know, yeah. Broken mentally. Yeah. Um, like, going back for hookups with old boyfriends and it's like very very broken yeah um, but there's this there's this <laughs> great line in here i don't know why i love this so much um where they say she would have made such a lovely bride would have him she's she's effed in the head uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i think the edited version says stuck in her head but it's like i was like she's Ooh, yeah yeah um i can just see right. like, swifties at the concert like yelling that out <laughs> Well, and that's the part, like, I didn't really connect this, but my, when my, my roommate loves Taylor Swift and she was like walking me through the song a little bit and she was saying like, this song is a lot about her mental issues as well. Oh, okay. And I didn't even realize that. And mm-hmm. I think that's like that part when it says like, she's effed in the head. Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the part where mentally she's not always, I don't yeah. know. Well, and I mean, it, you do, I mean, relationships aren't easy right no right like they're, they're always easy at first, at first. <laughs> and then you hit a point where they're not easy in them anymore and that takes like some stability right, right. you need to be mm-hmm, so it, mm-hmm. if it or else it becomes codependent and unhealthy and um or maybe even a, even abusive like you need to have a certain um amount of self-identity self-worth um i would say you know foundation strength in the lord to really to really yeah. be health, healthy um but a lot of times people instead find their self-worth in the other person mm-hmm. rather than mm-hmm. having the self-worth and then the other person who also should have self-worth. Like finding that, themselves yeah, first. The, the then, two of yeah. you are, are better than you – know, like the, the, the two of you are better than, than you would be apart, but you're not like incomplete without the other person necessarily. Right, so, yeah. Um, yeah, interesting. 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 Uh, I wanted to, we're not going to hit every song because there's a million songs uh-huh. on this album. <laughs> um, this song, Tis the Damn Tis Season. The damn season. <laughs> I started with this song. You I like this one. <laughs> this may be my favorite Taylor Swift song. That's so interesting. Of all to time. Me. Really? Um, yeah, I just think, well, it's got a cool guitar part. I'm a sucker for a good okay. guitar part. A real nice, clean electric guitar that just right, like, yeah. speaks to my heart. Uh, finger picking, I love that. Um, but also, it, it's just, it's this story of, you know, she's come, it's like, she's come home for Thanksgiving, uh, <laughs> like from college or whatever, but she's coming home to visit her family and she meets this guy that she used to have a thing with and it just feels real comfortable. Mm-hmm. And 
it's kind of like, okay, well we can, uh, we can do this for a few days, I guess. I'm staying at my parents' house. Here you go. You know, when yeah, it's, yeah. it's kind of like, but there's this, there's this kind of recognition that she's selling herself short, but she's kind of like, I can't stop myself mm-hmm. almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I don't know her religious background, but I feel like Taylor Swift has like a clinical understanding of the way that sin operates in the human soul. Um, I'm reading, I'm rereading Lord of the Rings right now. I don't know if you ever read Lord of the Rings. I didn't know, but, no. uh, but like the, the way the ring like speaks to people and tempts people, uh-huh. it like sounds like, Oh, this is the way that I justify sin in my own life. I've had these conversations with myself. And when I listen mm-hmm. to Taylor Swift and I, I see a song like this it was like, Oh, I've totally justified things like this yeah. <laughs> and just been like, ah, I'm too weak to do it. Otherwise right. I've, I've, you know, it's just for a little bit. It's not that big a deal. Just the way, she, you know, the, the character in this song can like talk herself into something that they know is not good for themselves and they know is unhealthy. It's like that is, you know, that, mm-hmm. is, that is sin. And right. I've, I recognize that in myself. Yeah. Um, I think there were some lines that stuck out to me. Yeah. I'm not, do I don't, yeah, I don't know like the explanation exactly behind it, but mm-hmm. there's an ache in you put there by the ache in me. Ooh. But if it's all the same to you, it's the same to me. If it's okay with you, it's okay with me. We could call it even. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I think the first line, like specifically, there's an ache in you put there by the ache in me. Mm-hmm. Like that's just, yeah, when you're in a relationship, like if one of you hurts, the other one hurts. And mm-hmm. like it's just really transparent between the two of you. In that idea of the ache, I think we've yeah. all felt the ache. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and and I, I feel like the ache is fundamental to the human experience that. At some point, you just feel that ache, even when you have friends, even if you have a good job, even Mm -hmm. if everything Mm -hmm. exteriorly looks fine. And uh, we just we just recorded yesterday an episode on on John Mayer, and he has a song called Something's Missing. Uh I don't know how to fix it, but he's like he goes through like a checklist of like relationships. Check. Uh, Financial success. Check. But yeah. still something's missing. And I see that woven throughout Taylor Swift lyrics, especially in this song, is there's this ache. And I'm trying yeah. to fill it with something. Here's an old boyfriend. I'm home mm-hmm. on, on holiday. And going home always, I don't know about you, but it always makes me kind of like nostalgic, nostalgic yep. and reflective about, you know, the way, the way I was just seeing my old hometown, seeing my old house, sleeping in yeah. my own bed, <laughs> um, maybe seeing some of my old friends. Just think about how things could have been different. Right. It could have gone a little bit different. Um, you ever seen Napoleon Dynamite? Mm-hmm. And you know, the uncle who's like stuck in the past yeah, yeah. and trying to go back in time. Like, I think sometimes we fall into that, <laughs> it's right. like trying, trying to reinvent the past. And, and that, I think that's what she's, she's struggling with here. Um, yeah. And that's why I think it's so interesting, no matter who you are, and especially in songwriters, even if they're not religious or you don't, you know, mm-hmm. know their spiritual background necessarily, like there's, you can see that there's an ache for something more in, in everyone. Yeah. There's uh-huh. always going to be something that's missing mm-hmm. for those people. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. Well, and the root word of religion is the same root for relationship. Mm-hmm. It's the same root, like re- religion. It, it, and I, and American culture and especially in, in non-Catholic Christian culture, religion's kind of a bad word. People say, oh, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. Or, oh, that's dead religion. It's just human traditions. But religion at its core, the original understanding of that word religion was it's about relationship. Yeah. As Jesus said, it's about loving God with all your heart, with all right. your soul, with all your strength and loving your neighbor as yourself. And so for, when somebody says I'm not religious, I'm like, well, you're wrong. Like every, everyone's <laughs> religious. Right. I'm sorry, because we're built for relationship. We're <laughs> built for one another. It's and understanding that. 
but worried where it comes from. Yes, yeah. exactly. And and there is going to be that ache inside us for something mm-hmm. greater. And I think what people are saying there is um, is that like I'm I'm rejecting kind of this false piety. I'm I'm rejecting this these kind of dogmatic moralistic rules mm-hmm. that you know I I see as based in control. But fundamentally, religion is about relationship, right? Relationship yeah. with within myself, with God, and with other people. Um, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I just, I just love this song, and it's, and it's kind of a Christmas Thanksgiving song because it talks about the seasons, but it's also, yeah, it's, it's also, um, universal, right? And you can see, you can see just the the way she tells the story, like sleeping in half the day. I'll go back to L.A. to my so-called friends. You can, you can see she's kind of jaded, right? And uh-huh. so a lot of, I feel like a lot of times when when we're jaded and we're having a hard time and we're we're not really sure we're kind of aimless in life. It's easy to go back to things that are comfortable, comfortable. even if they're not yeah. good for us. And yeah, I just clinical Absolutely. understanding of the way sin operates in the human soul. Yeah, mm-hmm. reminds reminds me a lot of um, illicit affairs off of folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, and my favorite song off of uh, Lover is called "Cruel Summer." Okay, it's the same yeah. sort of thing. It's like I know this relationship is bad for me, but I'm doing it anyway. But and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Hmm. Uh, oh yeah, tolerate it. This I want to talk about this one. <laughs> I might take it back. This might be my favorite song on the album. I don't know. <laughs> you, you start. You start. Okay, so I didn't really like the vibe of this song, mm-hmm. but it was a very deep song. Yeah. Um, I made you my temple, my mural, my sky. Now I'm begging for footnotes in the story of your life. Mm. I immediately went to how true this is in marriages and relationships. Yes. Um, and just the simple, like it's in the title, simply mm-hmm. so many people that just, I don't know, like I'm not married, but I, yeah. I just, mm-hmm. just like hearing and seeing, and like, I know like how often that people can just tolerate one another yes, and just mm-hmm. cohabitate with one another, um, mm-hmm. and just be instead of actually like growing and talking about things and learning and, you know, mm-hmm. diving a little, like relationship and being actually in a healthy relationship with one another instead of just, you know, learning to be living yeah. together. It's easy to take someone for granted. Yes. Uh-huh. When they've, especially after you're married, but it, it can happen with your parents. It can happen with a sibling right. yeah. or a roommate. You take the person for granted and the, the wonderful things that first kind of connected you to that person, you, you get used to, you don't, you, you've, right. even if you appreciate it, maybe mm-hmm. you don't always verbalize it. Um, and yeah, so uh, so Maggie Craig, who was we were just talking about before the show, yeah. who, she was my guest for the Harry Potter episode. Um, so go to Maggie Craig's YouTube channel. She has a couple of videos about Taylor Swift that are that are really good, and she does one on this song. Okay, where she said like this song is like an examination of conscience. Oh, so like, yeah. With my relationship with God, like God is pouring His abundant love on me all the time because He has created me, has created this whole world. Every good and good and perfect gift comes from God, and a lot of times I just tolerate it. You know, I go to church That's and a I just very good way to look it. at it. Yeah. I, I feel the breath in my lungs throughout the day. And I just like, we go through this world filled with the glory of God and we just tolerate, tolerate it. it. Wow. Yeah. So if she, she has a really interesting way of looking at this as, as if, um, you know, this is God speaking to you, like you're, you're just tolerating it. Um, so that's one that's way to so look cool. at it. Yeah. yeah, it is really neat. So having been married, haven't haven't been through some ish with my wife and haven't <laughs> haven't worked through some stuff and come out stronger right, right. the other side. Um 
I see some things. First of all, this is this one of the songs in five, which is kind of why the vibe is is creepy, it, yeah, and, and weird <laughs> and uncomfortable. Which I think is is great songwriting because it's an uncomfortable it, topic, it uncomfortable, yeah. and then the rhythm is uncomfortable. Um, and you're not really sure like when the beat's going to start again, like where the, mm-hmm. where the 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 one beat is. Um, but what this made me think of is kind of the difference between like love languages. And extroverts and introverts, and some sometimes in, okay, in marriage yeah. counseling they call it like the tiger versus the turtle. Because there are some people, mm. and this is me, if there's a problem, I'm gonna fix it. Um, yeah. If there's a problem, <laughs> yo, I'll solve it. <laughs> Check out the beat while the DJ revolves. Like I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do something right now. Uh-huh. We're, if we have to stay up till 3 a.m. and like yell and fight about it, we're doing it, and we're doing it right now. We're not sleeping until it happens. Yeah. Okay. There's another way of operating. Which I wasn't aware of until I got married. <laughs> which is your wife, apparently. Yes, yes. Which is we're gonna think about this we're gonna- for a while, <laughs> but like, no, no. before we talk about it, you know. Um, and so when I see this, I, I I recognize things in myself where it's like I'm mm-hmm. doing these things, and it just seems like you're tolerating it. But from the other person's point of view, it can be. Like you are badgering me and you won't leave me alone to like figure some stuff out. Like we need some space and then we can reconnect. Like, and so I think there's a, a flip side to this and, and um, something I've recognized in myself that can be a little bit manipulative uh, that, that uh, wise priest pointed out to me one time <laughs> is that we can make these sort of little secret contracts in our heads. And mm. like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm the sort of person I love to give gifts. I love to do acts of service. I love to be very generous. Yeah. And that's why people like me. And I love <laughs> it when people like me and tell me how much they like me. But inside my head, I realized that a lot of times I'm making these little secret contracts that like, well, I took out the trash the past six weeks. You know, I got you flowers for your birthday. Mm-hmm. I got like, and then yeah. on the flip side, there's these expectations that I've built up in my mind that. I never had vocalized. I never said, this is the way that I find appreciation and I find love. I just like expect that person to read my mind and I have these yeah. secret contracts. And so I, I, yeah, I do that too. Yeah. So, and I think, <laughs> I think all of us do to some extent. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a really vindictive way that, that our, our, our broken sinful human natures or call it the devil, whatever you want can kind of get in your mind and turn you sour and resentful against somebody exactly. that you love. And because on the surface, you, you can feel all great about yourself. I am the generous person. I've done this and mm-hmm. this and this for this other person. And huh, what have they What have they done for me? Oh, I'm so persecuted or whatever. It's like, really? Yeah. You're being a prideful SOB. Mm-hmm. I'm being a prideful <laughs> SOB. Yeah. Really what you need to do is learn how to communicate your expectations, communicate yeah. how you're feeling, and give that person a real chance to be able to love you. Right. Because, yeah. Uh, so yeah. anyway, I see I see two sides to this song. Right. Um. Yeah. So I, I think so. what I take from it is there, there's a few a few lessons is one, try not to take people for granted. Mm-hmm. Try to be appreciative. But also okay. like when you feel like the person that's being tolerated, like maybe you're not the good guy, you know, like just question like maybe you are like bugging the crap out of that person and they just need some space because that's how they deal with that's it. That's how they operate. Yeah, yeah. Right. And you need to learn to respect that and communicate mm-hmm. with them. Um, yeah. So. Uh, hopefully, hopefully my wife won't, won't care that I share too much of this, but like in our, the beginning part of our relationship when we were still learning like how to talk to each other, right? like how we started a lot of times was like, 
you know, I would, I would be the tiger. I would want to come in and be the extrovert and fix it right away. And I'd say all these things and she would just be like so overwhelmed and not know how to, mm. she would just like, wouldn't would know how to say anything. And I would feel like rejected and rebuffed, which she, she wasn't doing. And then like a few hours later, I'd get an email and she'd like written me an email being like, this is <laughs> what I'm amazing. feeling. And like, as silly as that sounds yeah. on the surface, like that began the process of us being able to like have healthy communication that, and like that, that hasn't happened in years now. Like now yeah, yeah. we talk about stuff and when something comes up, right. I know I got to trust my wife enough to just, just be patient and she's going to yeah, talk to me and yeah. she loves me. Even if she's not telling me how great I am right at this moment. You know? That's so interesting. <laughs> so, I, I see myself in this. I mean, I'm not married, but I yeah. I'm dating someone and he, I can see like, <laughs> it seems like uh-huh. he's more of you and I'm more of your wife almost because yeah. there's times like he'll, we have great communication, mm-hmm. love him for that. And he, there'll be times where he just like pours out whatever to mm-hmm. me. And like, I don't say much back because yeah. I just like soak it in. Yeah. And then like later on, once I process things, mm-hmm. like that's when I say things more yeah. or like uh-huh. I'll send something later on when I can actually write it out. And like, mm-hmm. I, I understand that a hundred percent. And yeah. it's like him trying to be patient with me mm-hmm. because he just like wants an answer or wants to know something. Yeah. And it's just like, well, that's not like, I don't know. Things aren't coming out. So I can't yeah. really, but yeah. That's, that's, that's yeah. so interesting. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very interesting. Um, so babe, sorry if that was sharing too much on the internet. Um, but, um, yeah, our, our relationship, like it, it's interesting. Right. Um, I kind of expected when I got married, it was going to be like honeymoon period, everything's wonderful. And then like the feelings would start to fade and like, we'd have to like fight to keep the passion fight, alive. Right. And my experience of marriage was more like, wow, this is really hard right away. And then like, oh, it's getting better. Oh, it's getting better. Oh, it's getting better. And it's just been like the past nine years, like it's been getting better. So and good. Like we so we good. said on our, we went out for our ninth anniversary um, just a, a few months ago. Congrats. And awesome. thank you. Thank you. And we got two kids now and we're, and she was saying to me, she's like, I, I feel like this is our best year yet. And I was like, yeah, I feel like, I feel like newlyweds. And she's like, but we didn't feel like newlyweds when we got married. I was like, yeah, we, that's true. <laughs> like it took a while to get there. It took a lot of yeah. hard work, um, but it really is like, what get it getting better. I'll, sh- I'll share one more story then we can stop talking about me. Um, <laughs> the day after we got married, it was a Saturday night. So then Sunday morning we went to mass and it was at a parish that we were, we were, we had, we had traveled a bit. Um, so we weren't at our home parish, but you know, we were kind of lovey dovey holding each other's hands and yeah. the lady behind us at the sign of peace said, are you guys, did you guys just get married? And we were like, I guess we're that obvious. And she said the strangest thing to us. She said, don't worry. It gets better. And we both like talked about it that time. Like, what a weird thing to say. But that lady was like an angel sent from God. She was like prophetic for our marriage. <laughs> You're like, wait, we did need that. Yeah, we d- absolutely did need that. So, oh, wow, lady yeah. at you know, uh, wherever sa- you are, Sacred Heart and Bowie, who, who <laughs> said that to some random newlywed couple a few years ago. Like, thank you. God bless you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about another super sad song. Happiness. Happiness. Yes. Um. One of the saddest songs, but it's called called happiness. It's called happiness, yeah. Um, so I love in this song. It's basically like about a divorce, like the end of a relationship. Yeah, but uh-huh. I love this refrain, and is the words are different every time in the chorus. There will be happiness after you. Yeah, there was happiness because of you. That's what Both I Both of these things can be true. Uh, and then the next uh, chorus, there'll be happiness after me. But there was happiness because of me. Both of these things, I believe. Mm. And that wrestling with 
the good of a relationship and the bad of a relationship, the good of a person yes. and the bad of a person at the same time saying both of these things can be true. Um, did you have thoughts about that? Yeah, no, I was just thinking the same thing. And it just made me think of seasons of life because mm. um, you can be dating someone and you're like, I'm so happy. This is like the best thing. And then everything crashes and burns and then you're back. It's stage one. Mm-hmm. And then you start over again. And then, but you made, you know, the two of you made each other so happy. And then like you go your separate ways and you're still going to find uh, like more happiness. Right. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, maybe that ends and then, um, it just keeps, it keeps going. Right. And so, mm-hmm. um, you have to learn to find that happiness again, honestly. Mm-hmm. And like in that relationship and then when it, you know, all the sadness and heartbreak, whatever, and then like finding that happiness that you once had again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, may, it reminds me of. I, I dated a lot. I probably dated too much, um, <laughs> which is why I don't mind sharing stories of like ex-girlfriends because yeah, there's, yeah. there's so many. <laughs> Nobody knows what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> so, Great lessons, right? I'm, and I'm sure them, yeah. I'm sure they really, the, if they ever listen, I'm sure they really appreciate that. So <laughs> sorry, ladies. Um, <laughs> love, love in my heart for you. Um, so, but this song just reminded me of so many breakups I've been through. And also at the time this album came out, um, I had some two good friends of mine were getting divorced and mm. I was just like, just like this song breaks my heart. Um, and, but just the, the idea that that connected to me was that just because this relationship didn't last doesn't mean this relationship was a waste. Right. You know, and we have this idea in our culture that it like, Oh, yeah. you had the one, uh, you know, have you met the one? Have you found the one? Oh, was, was it meant to be? Mm-hmm. And, um, a specifically difficult breakup in my early twenties afterwards. I forgot who I was talking to. I was talking to a friend and they were like, well, maybe you were just meant to be for a time. Maybe you weren't meant to be together forever. Like you learned real things from her. She learned real things from you. Your relationship was good in these ways. Just cause you weren't yeah. supposed to marry her. doesn't mean it was like wasted years. doesn't mean it was wasted time. Right. Like you still were a help for each other on your journey to holiness. Um, and that was really helpful for me to, 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 and to still have gratitude in my heart for this girl that I loved and in some ways still love and, you know, and, and, and hope the best for and, 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 right. and pray for occasionally still, you know, mm-hmm, like there's, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I hope, you know, one day in heaven, we'll get to see each other and, you know, ha- hug it out. And yeah. I'll be like, I was stupid. And she's little, she'll be like, I know. And she'll be like, I was stupid. And like, I know, I know. Like, whatever. <laughs> We're here with Jesus now. And uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, yeah. <laughs> so, None of that matters anymore. Um, so I, I see her kind of taking that eternal perspective here mm-hmm. in this song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Other things you wanted to pull out from this song? Uh, I don't think I don't think there was much else for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there is some bitterness in this song. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, it's almost like she recognizes that it's not healthy. Uh, there's that that line where she yeah. says. Uh, I hope she'll be a beautiful fool who takes my spot next to you. And then she's like, no, I, I didn't mean that. I can't see facts. I'm not being reasonable. I'm just like angry ex-girlfriend right now. Right. Like, Which is so true. Like after yeah. something, you know, we're just like, ah, like you just want to, you're just so mad and you yeah. just have all this like mm-hmm. emotion in you. And then you're like, wait, no, let me just take a step back. Like I'm fine. <laughs> I remember one time again, sorry, ex-girlfriend story. <laughs> no. um, I'd broken up with a girl and like, again, I had initiated the breakup. I was like, done with the relationship 
Uh, but like a couple months later, I was on the Metro in DC mm. and I saw her out on a date. No. Oh man. And we're like passing on the escalator and <laughs> it was a guy I knew no. who was a great guy. Yeah. And like objectively in my head, I'm like, I wish the best for this girl and her future happiness. And he is a great guy and they would be great together. And this would be a super healthy relationship. But in my heart, I'm like ready to throw down and like pop the escalator <laughs> Absolutely. and like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so anyway Fight a I, dude. Did, I did not do that i just did like an awkward wave you know but um yeah yeah All right. I, I get that <laughs> i think i know what's coming next what's coming next ivy ivy Ooh. okay do you want to start you i think you should start okay. this one <laughs> i feel like you had a lot to say with this one. i have a lot to say about everything um i like being the center of attention that's why i started the podcast uh right, so right. <laughs> This song is, is, first of all, there's super cool imagery uh-huh. in this song about just like yeah. the ivy grows on the castle and how it, it's like kind of beautiful, but it all, like ivy can like tear down a brick wall. It can kill a tree. Like right. there's, there's such a cool um, kind of insidious nature to ivy and how it kind of takes yeah. over and can strangle something, but it's also like beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like how she's, she's married, but she's tempted by this guy Um yeah, let's uh let's look at some of the lyrics here. Where it says, uh, my pain fits in the palm of your freezing hand mm. taking mine, but my hand's been promised to another. Um, you're putting roots in my dreamland, my house of stone, but your ivy grows and now I'm covered in you. Like that that is excellent mm-hmm. songwriting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right it there. is, yeah. Just like the, it, maintaining that same metaphor through the whole song and just teasing out the different implications of it. It's, right. It's super cool. Um, the overview, what I was getting from this too, is that it seemed like kind of like there was an affair happening yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah, because she like was going to marry one guy, um, but another guy was still in the picture. Yeah, well, she even calls him my husband, so I got husband, the sense right. that she's already married. Like there, oh, okay, says, we, yeah. we drink my husband's wine. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Right? So the, there we go. Um, and like these moments that yeah. we stole. Um, so if you'll indulge me for a second, there is a, the, I love musically about this song. Like uh-huh. So it's uh, a couple things about the chords. Like it's kind of, so there's minor, there's major chords, which are like, happy, I've had my coffee today. And then there's minor chords, which are like, oh, I've not had my coffee. Um, and so that's kind of a simple way of understanding like what makes a song sound happy or not so happy. Uh-huh. And this song is very ambiguous. The first, the first chord is like, which is kind of halfway between major and minor. Um, so there's this ambiguity of like whether it's happy or sad, okay. which is happening in the music. And also... Um, the the chorus through most of the song starts major. It's major. We're in D major for you music nerds. Um, but the last chorus is in the minor. So, and it sounds much sadder. So it's like the song like gets mixed feelings. sadder as you go, um, which is again great great songwriting <laughs> uh-huh, right yeah yeah other than the fact that i don't like the lord's name being taken in vain <laughs> so i want to talk about that too so okay. she so again uh language language warning she says yeah. goddamn quite a bit um in this song it's a great song um, though man uh, but i think i think there's like a reason to it because like what is what is what does damn mean it has like to do with hell 
right? And like a curse. Mm -hmm. And like the, I feel devil vibes all over this. Is like I'm married yeah. to my husband. I'm trying to make this work. Things are rough and damn it, here's this guy who is beautiful and I'm like falling for. Um, there's a, a Franciscan brother mm -hmm. who I was very close to and one time he was giving a, a vocations talk and he was talking about one suit working in the soup kitchen and becoming friends with one of the girls that worked there and he <laughs> said, I had this realization in prayer one day, damn it, I'm in love. <laughs> <laughs> and he had to like work through that as right, part of his, right. his, his, his vocational discernment um, and he's still happy, happily as a brother. He worked through it and, he, and he's good yeah. but like uh, that's what this reminded me of is, mm -hmm. is like, damn it, there's this temptation there. And like, I, I'm attracted to this and a part of me wants this, even though I know it's, it's, it's bad for me. Mm -hmm. Um, and she uses it again at the end. Um, where is it? The, uh, it's a, it's a fire. She's like, Oh, it's a fire. It's a, uh, God. Oh, it's a fire. It? Yeah. It's a violent blaze. Yeah. It's a, oh, she says something like it's a, it's a, it's a goddamn fire in the dark or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, I, I think I got the Sad edited blazing. lyrics. It's oh, the, okay. the fiercest <laughs> fight of my life. Um, a violent blaze. I think it says it's a it's a goddamn fight in the dark or something like that. But anyway, um, like again, I don't, also don't like the language of goddamn, and I don't I don't speak that way unless I'm like speaking in an educational way, like yeah. theoretically. But um, from a songwriting perspective, I think it works here because it is like this is a damned situation. Uh, in in mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis sometimes he uses mm. the word "damn" and he is like, "I I mean it." Like this is to get the point. Yeah, this is damnable. <laughs> like this is having to do with the fires of hell, and right. like this is how sin works within us. Like mm -hmm. if you give into these temptations, as beautiful as they sit, like they will wreck you. Yeah, they will damn you. They will curse you. Like mm -hmm. this is as beautiful as this man and this ivy looks. Like this ivy is going to crumble your house and strangle your tree. Yeah, and that that is that is damnation right like god warns us against sin not because he's like some guy up there saying hey that pisses me off i'm gonna <laughs> smite you he's like no my child don't touch right. the stove please don't touch the stove you're gonna get hurt and and so anyway that's that's why i don't really ob i object to the use of goddamn generally right but in this song in this i feel like it it fits because mm -hmm. it's about sin. It's about damnation. It's about things that will kill you from yeah. the inside. So, right. okay. um, yeah, some other lyrics that stuck out to me, you were starting to sing them. Um, I'd meet you where the spirit meets the bones in ooh. a faith forgotten land. Oh. And that's, I mean, when I, when I heard faith forgotten land, I was like, mm -hmm. if that ain't the truth for today. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. and so I was just thinking of how, you know, like, how can we bring the spirit into this world? Oh and gosh. like our yeah. faith is, our world is so broken and how true is that? Like so many people have lost their faith or yeah, we are, we are in a faith forgotten land. Yeah. And they have that ache, but they don't know how to fill it. Yeah. Yeah. And we, the spirit we, meets we the bones. We have that ache, but we don't know how to fill it. Sorry. Right. The spirit meets the bones. The I want to hear what you have to bones, say about And this. there's just so much packed in that. I feel like that. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I can like unravel, yeah. like where the spirit meets the bones. I... There's just so much, I feel like, theology behind that. Yeah, but. well, I mean, in Christian theology, there is this idea that we are body and soul. Right, right? We're yeah. not just a soul. We're not just a body. Body, soul, composite, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hyromorphism, Aristotle, represent Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> um, uh, I had a, a professor in college when we were studying Aristotle and Thomas Aquinas, and he said, uh, he wrote the word body on the board, and then over top of it, over the same letters, he wrote the word soul. And mm. he's like, this is the human person. We are a body soul. We are a soul body. We are like 
the two combine. And that's why we yeah. believe in a resurrection. And that's why we have sacraments, first of all, you know, with these physical things like baptism and Eucharist yeah. and marriage, um, where we experience the spiritual in a real physical way. You can taste it. You can touch it. You don't just have to take it on faith that you're forgiven. You actually have a priest saying, I forgive you in the I, ministry of the church. Right. right. right? Um, and there's something about relationships which are also sacramental and specifically marriage and romance, which is sacramental. I mean, marriage is one of the sacraments where, where the spirit meets the bone, like mm -hmm. it touches us body and soul. And that's yeah. why it's so powerful. And that's why it can be such a force for great good and such a great, uh, such a source for great evil. Because right. if we don't get it right, it's, it, it's awful. I mean, cars are great, but if something's going wrong in the car, like death and destruction, yeah. like we'll throw you through the mm -hmm. windshield, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and the same, the same thing is true with our, with our relationships. Like if our relationships are rightly ordered towards God, oh my gosh, what a blessing in our life. And that can, that can be such a blessing on your life. Yeah. But if there's, if you're using each other, if there's manipulation, if there's lack of communication, it'll throw you through the windshield. Right. Um, and not, not that you can't heal from that. Not that you can't get up from that. It's going to be where the spirit meets the bone it, is important. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that part. Me too. Me too. Me too. Um, so, uh, long story short, I feel like is every song she's written about a boy in the past like 10 years, it yeah. was, the, it was the wrong guy, you know, now mm -hmm. I'm with the right guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I really liked the part in that though, that she was saying, I try to pick my battles till the battles picked me. Mm. And the, the part that I pulled out of that was just like, how much in our lives do we want to control things? Ooh. Like we always want to control things. Mm -hmm. And, but there's certain things, like things are still inevitable of happening in our lives. Yes. And so no matter how much we want to control things, mm -hmm. things can still happen. Like you can't control someone getting cancer. You can't yeah. control, then, you know, you can't control those things. And someone breaking up with you. Someone breaking up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you can try to pick your battles as much as you want, but battle, like they're still going to come to you. Yeah. Suffering's still going to come your way. Yes. Um, I love this line. Uh, I love this song. I think it's, I think it's great. I didn't mean to denigrate it by saying it's similar to other songs she's written no, thematically, yeah. but um, I fell from the pedestal, went right down the rabbit hole. Long story short, it was a bad time. I, th I think she's kind of like poking fun at herself. She's like, I know I read a lot, a lot of songs about this. Long story short, it was a bad, was a bad time. time. <laughs> <laughs> She'll spare you the rest of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and she says, I I was pushed from the precipice, clung to the nearest lips. Mm. Um, wrong, long story short, it was the wrong guy. Like, again, that idea of we have this ache, we want to fix it, and we seek it out in whatever's nearby. And whatever is easy, whatever's comfortable, we go back to these old things that can like yeah. kind of help the ache a little bit temporarily, mm -hmm. maybe not, but yeah. it feels good for the moment. We go back to these old coping mechanisms. Um, I had a, a, a priest tell me one time in confession, he's like, just because you're thirsty doesn't mean you have to drink out of a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, <And> wow. <laughs> I think about that. All the time. That's is great like, advice. Yeah, that's great <laughs> advice. Just because you're thirsty doesn't mean you have to drink out of a puddle. So um, and use that. I wow. think that's another. Yeah, use that. I think <laughs> I think that's kind of what she's saying. She's like, oh, I was yeah. pushed from the precipice and then I just clung to the nearest lips, yep. you know, um, you know, and I'm Taylor Swift and I'm famous and I'm beautiful. So I can just find the nearest lips and, <laughs> you know, that's that's how it works. Some, right. some of us yeah. have a harder time finding, finding yeah. love, but uh, I guess it's easy for her. <laughs> um you know, passing love anyway. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes I almost feel bad for beautiful people um, who like just people are pursuing all the time 
because it's 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 it, it's so easy to fall into that. It's like, oh, this person wants me, um, but like almost everybody wants you because you're beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like I, I feel, I feel, you know, it's it's. I, I feel like that can be a real burden. Yeah, you know. Oh, so, I'm sure. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, we are closing in on on time here, but there's a couple songs I want to talk about. Marjorie yeah, is beautiful. Marjorie. Mm-hmm. This one's about her grandmother. Yeah. And it, who is an opera singer. I didn't know that she was yeah. actually in it. And she's singing. She's singing in it. Yeah. She's that talking so about, cool. and if, and if I didn't know better, I could swear you're singing to me now. And then it's like, Oh, <laughs> in the background. <laughs> that's awesome. They got her I old know, grandma's opera singer, uh, recordings. Yeah. Uh, was, was there something you wanted to talk about this song? There's, yeah, there's one thing. I just did. the one part. Um, uh, the, the one that stuck out to me the most was what died didn't stay dead. Yes. You're alive. I was like the resurrection. The resurrection. <laughs> exactly. And with Easter, you know, around, mm-hmm. I was like, yep, this is exactly what that is. It's yeah. the resurrection. That's what yeah. I pointed to. She says, and if I didn't know better, I'd swear you were, you were singing to me you, now. I'd swear mm-hmm. you were still around. And I was like, oh, Tay, what you don't, what you don't, what know, you don't know, she is <laughs> still singing to you. She, yes. Interceding absolutely. for you from heaven yeah. and assuming she's in heaven. Um, right. We'll pray for Marjorie and the repose of her soul. Um, but like, yeah, there is such, there's such comfort in our faith that, you know, my, I believe my, my dead grandfather who I love and mm-hmm. was a very saintly man. Like I totally believe he's interceding for me. Oh yeah. Um, and he is singing in a, in a way, you know, up, up in heaven, the choirs of angels sing. Right. We even say that during the mass, you know, when they, we sing the holy, 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 we say, and so with the choirs of saints and saints and angels in heaven, sometimes during the mass, I try to imagine like grandpa's up there oh, like, yeah, next, to, yeah. next to like St. Francis and they're like singing <laughs> holy, holy, holy. But like, that's, 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 that's a reality, right. you know? Um, so yeah, I love that this song. It does. I think it does speak to the resurrection. Right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And it also gives me comfort with like, cause I, I've, it, she talks about like regret. Like I should have saved every grocery store seat. I should have, sh- I should have saved every yeah. shred of your memory. Yep. Not and, taking that time for granted with loved yes. ones. Cause you just never. Know. And I've felt yeah. that too. Uh huh. Um, Absolutely. Especially when someone dies, when you're like too young to understand it. Yeah. But again, there's such comfort in the resurrection. It's like, look, we're going to get eternity to be together. Right. So even if I didn't get the best goodbye with that person, even if there mm-hmm. was like something between us that we didn't get to reconcile, like this isn't the end. We're going to get a chance to to talk about this. Exactly. Like, yep. You're going to get a chance, Taylor, you're going to get a chance to, to sing a duet with your grandmother, <laughs> like in whatever you can dress up in her old fancy dresses. Like that's, <laughs> that's all in our future. Yeah. Um, you know, and us Taylor Swift fans will be there, you know, rocking out. Right. So. <laughs> I have like this right. d- this dream of heaven that we're I'm gonna get to like be in a worship band in heaven like worshiping God with like my favorite like rock star musicians you know absolutely <laughs> I as you should <laughs> so God oh, that's goodness. that's one of my requests for heaven so I don't know if you take requests <laughs> for that God, yeah. sort of thing. <laughs> oh man uh, my theology teachers if they're watching this from my grad school are like shaking their heads at me <laughs> right now um, oh closure closure again another. Uh, Kind of, kind of snarky, like, you want some closure, but, like, whatever. I wasn't a fan of this one. Yeah. The only thing I wrote down was, like, it sounds like she wants to be British or something. Like, uh-huh, in certain she, parts of the yeah, song. Uh-huh. She's dating a British guy. Yeah. So she she does throw a slip into an accent every once in a while, which is interesting. Right. It's like she got a letter from an ex-boyfriend kind of apologizing, like, I hope you're doing better. Sorry for the way things went. And she's like. I'm done with this. I'm, I'm over yeah. this. I don't need I don't need to give you closure. Exactly. Yes, I got your letter. Yes, I'm doing better. 
Um, I know it's over. I don't. I don't but need I'm to good. have this I'm conversation. <laughs> um, I had a, I had a good friend of mine who, um, when she was young, like seventeen, eighteen, uh, had kind of an abusive relationship with a much older guy in his twenties. Mm-hmm. And then later, like ten years later, fifteen years later, she randomly gets a Facebook message from this guy who had like done mm-hmm. some awful things to her and should have known better because he was an adult, like twenty right, yeah. something year old, and she was she was seventeen. Um, and he's like, hey, I just want to say if there was ever anything I did that was uh, bad. And she's like, if? She's like, delete. Like, I I cannot handle this. No, <laughs> you know, yeah. so like I, I understand Man. what Taylor's saying here. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not sure if I have anything deeper there. I, I, yeah, we got to talk about Evermore. We have to. I know we're going uh, long here, but we got to talk about Evermore. Right. I didn't like this song at first. Really? Oh, my gosh. Well, and we were planning on doing this episode a couple months ago, and so I was listening right. to this album like crazy, and then, you know, I kind of stopped listening to it, and then I was like, oh, we're going to do this episode now, and you mm-hmm. start listening to it, and this is now, like, one of my favorite songs on the album. This, I, this is my favorite song, I think. It is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think it is. Yeah, tell I, me about it. Huge fan of this song. Um... I really like the Bon Iver collab. Yeah. Like it's, mm-hmm. it just fits really well with the song, I think. And um, yeah, the, the lyrics that stuck out were that this pain would be forevermore. Uh-huh. And just, there's so many times in life, no matter what the situation, that we just think that the pain that we're in is just going to last it's forever. forever. We're just, we can't get yeah. past that point. But having that hope and realization that it's it's not going to last forever and it's just a passing thing. It's a passing feeling. Mm-hmm. And how to deal with that pain in our lives. Um, to be certain we'll be tall again was Ooh. another lyric that was in there. And that that's, that's cool. where hope comes in, uh-huh. I think. Um, yeah, that's a cool To image. be certain we'll be tall again. To be certain we'll be tall again. And she, apparently Taylor Swift is like six feet tall. Apparently she's super tall. Which is which is yeah, funny. <laughs> I, I believe it. She does seem really tall. <laughs> uh, to weather the frost or the violence of the dog days, I'm on the waves out being tossed. Is there a line that I could just go cross? Um, I was shipwrecked. There's lots lots mm-hmm. of cool stuff here. Th- yeah, this song yeah. musically is really interesting. It starts off so beautiful, just that melody. The, the, Her boyfriend like helped write some of this. Oh, really? Uh, like the, the music part. Okay. Um, but then it switches to the Bon Iver part, which is very, very different. It's really different, and yeah. it's kind of jarring. And then it goes back to that kind of sweet little melody at the end. And I like after it goes back to that. It was saying I my fear was that this pain would be forevermore, and then it ends that this pain. I got this peculiar feeling that the pain wouldn't be forever. Like there's there's mm-hmm. such resolution changed, and hope yeah. at the end. Um, and just that yeah. idea of, of forevermore. Like the, I, I think there is a, a glimpse of eternity. there. Oh yeah. Like pain tries to convince us it's going to be here forever. It's always going to feel like this. Nothing's ever going to change. Mm-hmm. Your relationship's not going to get better. The situation's not going to get better. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's like the lie again of our broken human nature of the right. devil, whatever you want to call it, um, that despair, but things can change. Like our hearts yeah. can heal. We're never just totally, totally broken and damaged. Like, and I feel like I've seen that so many times uh, in my, in my life, in the life of, mm-hmm. of people I know and love, of friends, of, of of students and youth that I've worked with. Like, there's so many beautiful 
stories of redemption of people finding real healing in the Lord and through the ministry of the church. And I know lots of people have been hurt by the church too. I've, I've been hurt by the church in some ways, but right. when, when the church is doing church right and we're living that community where the kingdom of God, it really is God's will being done amongst the community. Mm-hmm. There's real intimacy and care and love. Like that's such a place for healing, such a place for hope. Um, yeah. I feel like she's glimpsing that here, but yeah, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. So good. I love this song. Me too. Me too. All right. So uh, we, we we skipped a couple uh, just because there, there there's so many, but I th- I feel yeah. like we we got the we got the meat we got we, the meat. Oh and potatoes. yeah, I would say so. <laughs> so um, if uh, what if somebody's never listened to this album and wants to listen to this album, what would you say? You got to listen to these three songs. What would you say? Oh, um, I I I think I would say Willow Ivy and Evermore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think those, those are the those I also liked ones. happiness, so happiness you could throw that one in there too. Good, yeah. yeah. But uh, those are my top three. I, my top three are Tis the Damn Season, yeah. Tolerate It, and Ivy, which are all like super sad. But <laughs> I just I just I just think they're really good. Yeah. Um the, the whole album's good. Like it's it's really good. There's um yeah, it, it's 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 great. So yeah. Um excited to to see what Tay Tay has for us has for I us. I know, next. yeah. Um she keeps whipping them out. Yeah. So let's <laughs> let's let's end in prayer. Okay. Um. Would Would you mind leading us, or you want me to? I, I can us? do it. Yeah. Awesome. Let's For sure. Do it. All right. If uh before before oh. we start, just you at home, I would encourage you. You know, join join with us in this prayer. Take a moment. You know, just set down what you're doing. Take a breath. Close your eyes unless you're driving. Uh, <laughs> and and join us in prayer. Sorry. Go, right. Lauren, go ahead. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you this this gift to be together in the studio today um we thank you for the gift of music um we thank you for our beautiful songwriters and uh just the the deep lyrics that they portray to us and how uh, we can find the deeper meaning in those to to glorify you and bring us closer to you in our own lives and um just be with us and help us to know our worth in you and our worth in um, your heart and your eyes and in what we deserve um, in our own relationships. And if, if there's ever a time that um, you are calling us out of something to, to just glorify you um, in a different way, you're calling us out of something um, that we're not meant for. Help us to respond to that call. And help us to grow in, in hope and humility, knowing that you are always there with us in no matter what situation we are going through, no matter what pain that we may be feeling. Mm-hmm. That you are our Redeemer and our Savior. And... There is so much greater that we don't need to just be comfortable. We don't need to just settle. That you are calling us to a higher place. Help us to know our worth. Because you created us. And you are good. And you saw that your creation was good. Lead us to you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.
Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Lauren, thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks for um, having me. If people want to find out more about you and what you're doing, uh, if you want them to find out, like are you, are you on social media? Do you, I that? am. Yeah. So, um, you can find me on Instagram, Lauren underscore Strauss 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can also find my face on the Awaken Catholic um, app and in the show hosts. Um, you can find me on our website mm-hmm. um, as the event coordinator. You can scroll down and um, yeah, if you want to want to book us at Awaken, mm-hmm. Hit me I know, up. <laughs> I, I, know, I know a guy who's a, who's like a mediocre Catholic speaker Medi- worship, right. worship leader. <laughs> Love um, you, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I was being self-deprecating. You were not- <laughs> she just she just came here in life, Nick. Yeah, all right. Um, oh man. Yeah. So you you can hire us to to run a retreat or an event or do a conference for you. And Lauren's the person to contact with you, you contact for that. Um, yeah. Also, if you know any teens who have kind of been disconnected from the church or, or their faith. Um, the quarantine show is a great way to kind of get them connected. If yes. they haven't been able to go to church or youth group or whatever, so check out the quarantine show. Um, please share this with any any Taylor Swift stands out there. Anyone who you just think would appreciate this conversation and like, subscribe, rate, all that stuff helps us. Um, my name is Mike Tenney. You can find me at MikeTenneyMusic.com on social media at PKMikeyT and also on the Awaken app. Uh, if you want to support us and everything that we're doing here at Awaken Catholic, please go to AwakenCatholic.org slash donate become part of the awakened nation by making a monthly donation make that part of your regular tithing um just earmark a certain amount uh for media evangelization we get messages all the time for from people who say you know that 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 episode really helped me mm-hmm. you know i sent it to somebody who was really struggling um so we're we're, we're, we're touching hearts and 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 ch- changing minds and you can help all that happen you can keep these shows happening and also feed our children so uh <laughs> please do that and we will see you next time on pop culture catechism this show and all media on awaken catholic is made possible by the awakened nation and the hollow app The Awakened Nation is a community of people like you who support all things Awaken for as cheap as a cup of coffee a week and get access to exclusive content. Learn more by visiting awakencatholic.org slash donate. Hollow is the only audio-guided Catholic prayer app focused on contemplative prayer and traditional Catholic meditation such as Lexio Divina, Daily Examine, and the Rosary. We here at Awaken all use Hollow every day and love it. To learn more or give it a try, visit hello.app slash awaken.